Well, everything is chemicals. Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. We're recording this in the Whistler, and the premise of tonight's show is Home Alone 2, Lost in the no New York. The McAllisters are bad with money. Here's what happens in Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. For the second time in roughly a 12-month period, a boy is lost because they have too many children, and they don't believe in birth control. But they have seemingly unlimited funds, and then Catherine, Kathleen Hahn? Hahn? Catherine O'Hara, thank you so much, famous from SCTV, so famous I didn't for, remember her name correctly. She decides to try to get back to Chicago, Illinois, and or the suburbs, or New York City, whatever. The point is, the people are lost in New York, and they get to New York, and then they all meet up with Kevin, who's a very, very bad child who has never been disciplined properly, and they spend upwards of $10,000 to get her there at the exact same time as everyone else sees him. That's how the movie ends. What is the budget like for the McAllisters? It's just too high. Here's my issue with everything that just happened to me in the last four days. I was at the Pitchfork Music Festival. I'm not too old for that music festival based on the people that attend the Pitchfork Music Festival. That was a nice surprise. I thought I would be old and washed up. Instead, I was in the middle and I fucking belonged. It was wonderful. I had a very, very fine time, which means I saw roughly 18 songs over the course of three days. I did not care about any of the bands, but that's not a bad thing. They're very good performers. They deserve acclaim, and I'm just not the one to provide that acclaim. My job at the Pitchfork Music Festival was to catch up with people because we because my wife and I use the Pitchfork Music Festival as our outdoor cheers. Now, for the people listening to this that don't know what cheers is, cheers was a very famous sitcom that introduced the world to Fraser Crane. Now, you might remember him as a current meme. Fraser Crane is a bad human being that's also a men's rights activist. I don't know if you guys know this. Fraser Crane is a bad human being. Cheers is a very good show. Woody Harrelson did a great job replacing Coach on that show. Woody Harrelson is a famous pothead. Good for Woody Harrelson. He deserves all the acclaim he could ever receive. Here's my issue with Cheers as a music festival. It made me think, who would be good at a music festival? What kind of act would I actually like to see at a music festival? Who are the types of bands that people once tried to be at a music festival? And the conclusion I came to was the worst band ever that played the best circus music ever, and that is The Doors. The Doors are a horrible, horrible band. And this is a controversial statement, considering no one in here wasn't alive when The Doors were playing. But Jim Morrison has had more opportunities of failure than any musician previous to him. Okay, so here's what happened with Jim Morrison, in case uh, you guys aren't familiar with the hit television show Cheers. Number one, people got attracted to Jim Morrison because he decided to have a poster in a Jesus Christ pose. What's a Jesus Christ pose? That's when you spread your arms like this and you stand still. That's a Jesus Christ pose. Guess who looks good when they do a Jesus Christ pose? Everybody. That does not mean you have a good bot. It shrinks the tum. Watch some Drag Race. You'll know what I'm talking about. None of this is complicated. Ricky Gervais, not that long ago, has a very funny, but for intentionally unironic reasons, where he says atheists across his chest, you know, because he's controversial. And he's holding a microphone stand, and he looks kind of in shape because a Jesus Christ prose hides the figure. Jim Morrison, not attractive. Number two, worst poetry of all time, and it makes people like me hate poetry. Poetry could be amazing, but most people know it as Jim Morrison's thing. That's bad. That's not a good thing. Number three, People know Jim Morrison because he liked to fuck the air from the stage. Good for him. That's not a bad thing. I'm not going to like give him shit for fucking the air. That's not revolutionary. People have fucked the air before and since. Once again, watch Drag Race. It's all there. It's all explained. Number four, they sound like a circus music act. That's kind of fun, but then he's singing about deep stuff about how he wants to fuck his mom. Stop doing that, Jim Morrison. That's not cool. Number six, he got arrested for showing his pee-pee, but was like, did I show my pee-pee? Just whip it out, bro. It's okay. Don't hide it. Don't lie to yourself. 
No one did that at this year's Pitchfork Music Fest, which means it was a good experience. No one was doors-like, and I got to catch up with all my Frasier cranes and my Niles cranes. And Niles was a good man, and Frasier is a bad man. Coming to the stage is a good friend of mine. And then this show, in our dynamic, I am the Frasier crane, which means she's the good guy, and I'm the bad guy. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Esmeralda Leon, everybody. Esmeralda! Am I the Roz? You're not the Roz. You're the Niles. You're the why is why you don't want to be Niles? I he always what, what was Marion his fucking wife who what a, you never saw. Yeah, well then he didn't he end up with the other lady? He did end up with the hot nanny, the hot nanny, British nanny. So what's the problem? So that's okay. I, I know you're an. Or angel. not nanny? She wasn't a nanny. She you're, took care of the old man. She was the caretaker right. of a wonderful father who had a shit son. Right. Oh, rest in peace. He's yes, dead. he is dead. Yeah, rest in peace to the dead. Okay, but not rest in peace to Jim Morrison. Fuck that guy. Controversial statements. Riders of this in this Riders on the Storm. Riders on the Storm has literal sounds of thunder. Mm-hmm. Come on. That's silly. <laughs> That's silly. Hey man, you gotta fill four minutes somehow. You don't have to fill four minutes. You just don't have to breathe when you do a monologue and you'll fill four minutes. Esmeralda, how was the Pitchfork Music Festival for you? Uh same as you. Okay. I knew no one there, band wise. Mm -hmm. I knew Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. I knew Lauren Hill. Did you see Shaka Khan? I heard her. That's cool. That was good enough. Did you see Lauren Hill? I did. Okay, fantastic. She looked everyone was so amazed that she showed up on time. Really? Yeah, because she's always late. Well, that's just a horrible stereotype based on what? past no, experiences. What? No, she's known for being late to her shows and shit. Well, she showed up and that was she nice She did. Of her. It was great. It was a great All show. All her chakras were in line. Do you believe in that stuff? Kinda. You know who else did? Who? Jim, Jim Morrison. Morrison. There you go, ah. Jim Morrison. Have, ah. you, have you been bloated in the south of France? I wish. That's pretty cool. Like, I'm not going to give him shit me? for doing that. It is kind of impressive to drink that much from like 24 to 27 and end up dying and looking like that. That's, that is and a feat. And getting bloated? Yeah. It's super hard to get that bloated that young. You know hey, what I mean? Goals. Like 37, I can get that bloated in like six weeks. It's not that hard. Right. I'm 35. But to do that at 25, kudos. I'm not, I give him credit for that. Well, you're young. I'm medium. You can still right do now. things like that. Did like you get bloated and fast. Did you feel times. old at the Pitchfork Music Festival? Mm, no. No. Are you surprised by that? Yes. Okay. I thought there was going to be a lot more. I did see, you know what I did see um, the first day was, was, was a few babies getting a little too drunk. Oh, not actual babies, because there was a lot of actual babies <laughs> so there, too. So many drunk babies. Um, do you have any issues with children being at a music festival? No. They had a kids zone this year. They I did have a kids zone, and it no, was no. I don't. I don't mind it. I actually, I was thinking about this. Uh, so, the parents who take their kids to Pitchfork, cool ass parents, right? Correct. So I wonder when they bring like their tweens and all that shit, what is what's what's the fight in that tween's head? Okay. Because is it cool to be there, or is it not? Because my parents are here. Yeah. So this sucks. But Here's it's Pitchfork. So if you tell your friends, I went to Pitchfork. Is that cool at all? Right. Okay, now, do you think those kids will be considered the Fraser Cranes or the Niles Cranes in their junior highs? Oh, Fraser. Exactly, Frasier. which we've established is a hu horrible human being. Remember when he fell off a stage? Fuck that dude. Okay, do you remember that? No, what? In real life, Kelsey Grammer fell off the stage because he didn't realize uh, where the stage ends. What was he doing? He was talking on a stage and he fell. It was really great. People pay him to talk? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. What does he do? He talks. Yeah, but like... I don't know. 
motivating people? Maybe I shouldn't have brought this up because I don't know what the talk was about, <laughs> and I instantly regret it. But is oh he well. Ask, is, does he go to places and just pretend to be Fraser Crane? Yeah, pretty much. And give people advice. I liked how you kept asking me questions, like if you just said something, maybe then it would just spark what actually happened. I was hoping you would just start riffing. I appreciate that. So here's the thing. You're, no one's pushing back against parental coolness if your parents are taking you to like a music festival. Yeah, but you know what I mean? No, but Pitchfork Music Festival. Yeah, but I think it's only cool for people like 40 and above. Oh, that's right. That's okay, though. Have you been to North Coast Music Fest? Yes. Did you like I it? I was scared. Why were you scared? <laughs> They're so young. They're just so... I don't... I. You know what? They're all sucking on... Pacifiers. Yes. And, and well, do you like pain roaming around? Do you like ecstasy? Do you like painkillers? I. You know what? I've only taken painkillers uh, as they are taken. So the answer is no. You're not cool. You don't like to party. <laughs> no. You're like a classic drunk. You know what I mean? I've had Xanax, and I was like, I don't understand why. Or not Xanax, uh, Vicodin. And yeah. I was like, it just took the pain away, and I felt fine. Okay, but it wasn't like it took the pain away. Let's keep taking the pain away. Right. And there was an no like I. Uh, yeah, I'm flying high. You're, like so you're Jim Morrison. <laughs> See that? Thanks See for that? bringing that back. Mm -hmm. uh, you actually have to work later tonight, which I love about mm -hmm. you. Uh, do you, you want to tell the people your uh, your night job? That sounds scandalous. <laughs> My night your job. night job. Night job. Uh, traffic. I do traffic on WGN. So you, listen, even though you probably don't have a car. You do traffic on WGN <laughs> Radio, who is about to be maybe owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. Maybe, although not. Exactly. Uh, if Sinclair Broadcasting ends up buying WGN Radio, will you stay with WGN Radio? Probably not. Fantastic. So <laughs> you're willing to lose your livelihood for your morals. Yes. Isn't that kind of how that works? Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm. Uh, that's really. <laughs> that's really impressive. I, I, I don't. I mean, if you have a second thought, I. Uh, no, no, I think it's. Do you know I, what I mean? Like, I no. do. I do. I think it's wonderful. Because I can't. Yeah, I can't live with myself. When they. When you know something terrible is happening. Yes. Ugh. Okay. Ugh. So the last uh, eighteen months have just been like fantastic for you. You're very happy with everything that's going on right now. Oh, what? Where? In life in America. Oh well, I know. It's I just terrible. Wanted to, I just wanted to bring everyone down. Coming to the stage is a woman that's really good at bringing people up. How about that? As a horrible, horrible transition. Uh, hello, wonderful people. Uh, I hope you don't hate this and leave. But if you do, I apologize, and that's not the goal. I understand. They completely. can't leave. It's a great show. They're going to have a cocktail, and that thing takes at least 10 minutes to drink. Slow so. down, guys. Slow down back there. We'd appreciate <laughs> it. Coming to the stage, I'm glad she's on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Julia Weiss, everybody. Julia, the stage area is yours. You'll be sitting where Esmeralda was. You'll have Esmeralda's mic. Esmeralda will have the microphone that's in the stand. Okay, very cool. And that's how microphone placement works at the Whistler, a wonderful place okay, on wow. Milwaukee Avenue. How are you, Julia? I'm great. I have a microphone that always feels very cool to me. So, yay. Uh, do you want to tell people what you do for your, for your day job? Not your night job, your day job. Okay. Well, my day job is um, I uh, am head writer at Cards Against Humanity, um, and that is a fun job to have. Yes. Um, so How did you do that? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, how did I get that job? Yeah, how does that even? Did um, you apply? Was it in the newspaper? Uh, no, um, so one of my bosses uh, was a fan of um, <laughs> this uh, podcast I do mm -hmm. uh, called the Improvised Star Trek Podcast, uh, which is very nerdy, uh, and he had us in to do a project, um, and then he had called me in um, for another project, and I brought uh, my friend, this woman who I was touring with, 
uh, Joe Feldman in on it because they were looking for funny Jews, and she's, I'm like the second funniest Jew. She's like the first funniest Jew. Um, and uh, he really liked us. And then um, a little, a couple months later, he sent us an email uh, and was like, hey, um, would you guys want to like run a writer's room? <laughs> and so we were like, okay, yeah, we do want that. Um, and then, yeah, part, he does also say that uh, the reason he wanted to work with me is because I, um, I, I say lots of loud opinions with no concern for my professional well-being. Hey, so. same as here. <laughs> we're, all, we're all amongst friends. Uh, would you be fired from Cards Against Humanity if you became a compassionate conservative? Um, if, yeah. you, if you started developing maybe other ideas... You know what? I think there's plenty of other things they could say they were firing me for. Ooh, fantastic. <laughs> Let's go through them. Oh, man. Uh, I'm, I steal LaCroix from the office uh, to take home um, at least twice a week. How many LaCroix do you steal at a time? Oh, God. Oh, God. I take as many. It depends on the bag. Okay. Uh, will so, you favorite flavor. Yeah, Fa flavor. Oh, fuck. That's hard. It depends. If you're talking about... Uh, can I say... Fuck, fuck, fuck. It's fine. Okay. Uh, it, it, the tall cans, you know, the skinny oh. talls? Mm -hmm. I like the cola. The, no, not the cola. Is cola your least favorite? Cola's not my least favorite. Is I it actually, coconut? Coconut makes me... I don't think I would be anti-coconut if I hadn't gotten too drunk at a state school. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but that flavor tastes like a terrible night. Yes, it does. Have you thrown up from too much LaCroix? I've not thrown up from too much LaCroix, but I've been drinking LaCroix while I've been throwing up for other reasons. Fantastic, fantastic. Does it make you not want to revisit those flavors of throw up LaCroix? Honestly, no. It, that, that, it just makes the throw up more palatable. Ooh, that's a good tip. Yeah. We're giving out good tips. If you got to throw up, drink your favorite LaCroix. It, it makes the throw up a little bit cooler yeah. and effervescent. Yeah. And gives it a nice little hint of flavor. That's not what it already was. I feel like you should package this somehow. Yeah. Hey, at LaCroix, if you're listening right now... Um, I could I can do a side hustle as your marketing yeah. manager. Vomit LaCroix. It'd be great. Uh, do you have a preference of LaCroix if you're vomiting to when you're sober to when you're tipsy? Oh, boy. Um, you know, I really feel like the flavor of LaCroix that you prefer has more to do with, like, just the journey that your spirit is on sure, that day. Sure. So you're what you're saying is it's you're you're LaCroix fluid. I am LaCroix fluid. It's sort fluid. of like gender identity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think that I could not pin down one LaCroix flavor identity. I think that Good. I am fluid in that regard. That's beautiful. Do you think that that's a new thing for LaCroix? We'll stop talking about LaCroix right now. So uh, we were talking before the show, um, not about Star Trek, but about a different show that has a very odd, but maybe no following whatsoever, and that's ER. Actually, it I've talked to a lot of people who are watching ER these days. Okay, why? Is it because it's new to Hulu? <laughs> um, I think, yeah, Okay, cool. actually. Cool. My, so my sister and her husband were watching it. And they convinced my parents to start watching it. And my parents were like, oh, you got to start watching ER. I'm like, don't tell me what to watch. I'm 32. Um, and uh, then I fell in my alley 
completely sober. I was on my way to get fresh flowers for my Airbnb guests. Wow. And um, I have a bad ankle from a trampoline accident uh, when I was... Li- this is too much exposition. No, it's not. No, it's not. I need, no, give me more. Give me more. So I, my ankle gives out, and I... I fall in the alley, and I rip open my knee. I fuck up my ankle. There's blood everywhere, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have to put my dishes away before my Airbnb guests come. And I, like, hobble into the house. Uh, I'm bleeding everywhere. There's, like, I'm just, like, gushing blood, and I call my neighbor, Paul, who's amazing. Yada, yada, okay. He helps out, blah, blah, blah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Your first thought was maybe I should go to the ER? No, that's not how it gets me to ER. Okay. Oh, I was thinking she was going to watch ER to how to fix her her leg. No. Oh. I, I, well, I did go to an ER, had a great time. I think Reggie, the x-ray man, did have a crush on me. Um, and no man has felt that way about me in many years. So Let's it go was through. Nice. Could you please describe Reggie to the listener at home? Uh, Reggie was probably 55 years old. Um, he had a deep, gentle voice. Ooh. Um, and he actually wasn't my x-ray tech. My x-ray tech was someone else, but Reggie was there for me before and after. It was beautiful. Do um, you want to plug this ER? Yeah. You know, I feel like I shouldn't plug the ER because I later learned that it's the ER where another friend almost died. So, like, oh, no. I don't know. I feel like a traitor for having enjoyed it so much. But... Other ER I enjoy. So when I'm finally released from this ER, I I have an Airbnb guest. I can't go home. Um, And so I ask my parents if they will come to Chicago and then drive me back to Northwest Indiana. And they say, you can come home and we will take care of you on one condition. You have to watch ER with us. Wow. Um, So I started... I watched a couple episodes of season three. So was, did you at any point think maybe I won't go home? Uh, I was, I I had to go home. I had five stitches, <laughs> which I've learned is not that many. Yes. That seems like a <laughs> no. reasonable amount of stitches. But at the time I was like, guys, I got five stitches. Then one of my writers in the writer's room cut his hand on like a mandolin. Ah! And he had to get like 40 stitches. And I was, and everyone was like, worried about his hand. I'm like, well, my knee was nothing. I made such a big deal about my knee. I limped longer than I had to. (laughs) Uh, Also, your job doesn't really require... um, Your knee? Oh, yeah. He couldn't type, and he was literally a writer. Yeah. Um, But sometimes I put my computer uh, on my... Uh, 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 I got nothing. I got nothing. (laughs) You're like, okay. So (laughs) I just wanted to point out that uh, though you have a very cool job, you still are renting out your place on Airbnb. Um, that is true. I can't afford my apartment. Fantastic, fantastic. (laughs) I just wanted to make it clear to everybody that uh, just because you have a cool job doesn't make you have cool money. Uh, I don't have cool money. Um, okay, so back to ER, what we came here to talk back about. Back to ER. Did um, you watch it when it was first out? No, no, I'm on my first journey. Um, probably going to be my only journey. Um, if you watch the whole way through, it gets real serious at the end. Lots it's of tears. So, hold on, Merle, you've Ooh, seen the... Are you kidding me? I no. used to okay. watch it like it was nothing. Ah, I do want to say I am only early season 13, and I've been really successful at avoiding spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been successful oh. at, at avoiding spoilers for one of the uh, most popular hour-long dramas in NBC's history. Yeah. yeah. That's impressive. Good for you. 
Yeah, I'm really good at the internet. Cool. Um, do you recommend watching ER in a very short amount of time on Hulu, healing from five stitches? Yes, I do. I mean, you don't even have to get the stitches. Okay. Um, honestly, I would empower everyone to watch ER at your own pace and recognize the ways in which it is flawed. You know, it's kind of like Dr. Doug Ross. Dr. Doug Ross is a sexy man. He's, he's great with children. He's also deeply flawed, and they're honest about that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he's a good metaphor for the show ER. <laughs> Because there is some gorgeousness in that in that series, they they really do their best to tackle subjects that I didn't even realize people were talking about in the '90s because my parents were Republicans for a little while, um, and like it's it is good. And then there are times when they really get it wrong, and I think that you know you take the good, you take the bad. That is the the theme song to ER. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> Should ER return to television? Will it unite the country? No. Okay, cool. No, it won't. It won't. You not literally. The country's not getting united. We have to kill Nazis. <laughs> so the name of the show is "You Me Them Everybody," and I stole it from the Blues Brothers. And for mm. the first like eight years of the show, I hated the title because I was like, ah, I forgot bros like the Blues Brothers. That mm. sucks. And then it's like, oh, that's the one film where the only thing they advocate is killing Nazis. So I'm pretty cool with that. Right? Yeah, I'm cool with that. The only issue is the only issue with is uh, do you remember what they do in the middle of the movie? I'm not gonna lie. You've I never seen the Blues Brothers. I thought you're the target demo. So um, <laughs> they drive through a Nazi rally and the Nazis jump in the river. But then the opposite happened in real life. And for like months, I was advocating just drive through the Nazis at the rally, and then the opposite. Oh happened. God! Yeah. yeah, the opposite did happen. The opposite happened. Like right Jesus around a year Christ. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Uh, do you like your day job? I love my day job. That's cool. Um, which is like a crazy thing to be able to say and have it be the truth. But yeah. I w work with really wonderful people. Um, our, we, there are so many LaCroix. <laughs> and the, the snack game, honestly, okay, I am. We did get like our hospitality interns. Our Wait, what? Our hospitality interns. What are those? They're the people who stock our kitchen with snacks. Like they're they're young, and so I feel like my snacking has gotten younger. Oh. Uh, I tried Lucky Charms for the first time. Pretty good. Okay. Um, they I they. Yeah, what other selections do they um, have? You know, and how can you become a hospitality intern? I don't know how, I really don't know much about a lot of the things I do is something that I've learned. Um, but the top snack, top snack, this dried young coconut. It's gotta be young coconut. It's this big bag. You gotta get some of that young coconut. It's fresh, young Thai coconut. <laughs> it has been, it is, it is cut fairly thick and and it is soft and oh god it's so fucking good holy shit guys i don't remember the brand if you send me pictures of bags that you think might be it i'll be able to tell you or you can stop yeah, so by what's, the what's your twitter handle my twitter so handle is at weiss w-e-i-s-s -S underscore t-e-a uh, I thought that was funny a while back. <laughs> Send her your young Thai coconut pictures. Oh, Lord almighty, it's so good. 
I was very poor several years ago um, when I was uh, a touring actor. Um, what does that mean? I that, hold on. You're surprised that a touring actor was poor, or you're surprised that she was a touring actor? Was a touring actor. Um, I I went all around the country bringing classic comedy sketches uh, to the people of America oh. with a group of other adults. Um, I we mostly got high in hotel rooms, um, but <laughs> I had like four dollars left in my bank account, and I didn't. No, because I'm allergic to tree nuts, and coconuts have been classified as tree nuts, but I, but I didn't think that that was right. We're learning a lot about your medical history. Today. Yeah, okay, ER, hello. Um, so I went to a Whole Foods, and I was like, I've only got $4 left. What am I going to do? Then I was like, oh, I should. <laughs> you probably should have been at the Whole Foods. <laughs> right? That's yeah, there's other stores. The first it was the only grocery store nearby. And I, I bought um, a a bottle of coconut water to see if I was allergic to it with my last $4. Rolling those dice. so relieved I was not allergic. I'm not allergic, and now I can enjoy that fresh, young coconut. It was so good. Thai. Fresh Thai. Fresh Thai coconut. Describe your ideal man. My ideal man is um, not racist. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I, I got I to admit... I, I do I am a sucker for Jews, it's it's if it's in my blood. Um, I I love a, I love a nice Jewish man who looks good in a sweater. Uh, Are you now into a Caesar haircut because of ER and George Clooney? Oh, you know Anybody honestly, remember that? No? His okay. hair his hair journey is <laughs> rough for me. Well, if we're talking about I my top my top ER crush. God, you know what? Is it Noah Wiley? It wasn't. I, I would I would go back and forth between um, Dr. Mark Green and um, oh, who was Eric LaSalle's character? So you went from Eric LaSalle, who? No, no, no. Mark Green to Eric LaSalle. Mark Green. Th those were my two. Those were my uh, two. Ma Mark Green was the bald guy, right? He was in. Neither Top Gun. of them are are no Jewish. Mark, no, Mark Green's the bald guy. Yeah, that's what I'm talking Mark about. Mark Green's the bald yeah, guy the with bald glasses. Guy from Top Gun. Yeah, I didn't know that yes. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for a long and time. And in nerds. For a long time, yeah. I told everyone <laughs> that Noah Wiley was the stoner from Clueless, and I thought that I was right. Um, because someone told me that, and then I repeated it a lot, and no one corrected me until my friend Dan at brunch was like, you're dumb. That's and why you're dumb? Because <laughs> you don't know the cast of 1995's Clueless? I mean, I should have known Brecken Meyer. That's his name, right? Yep, that yep. is his name. Brecken. That's not a goddamn name. That is a sea creature. Brecken. You're, you're not wrong. Thank you for seeing me. I appreciate you for doing the show tonight, and I would like to apologize for asking you your ideal man, because I thought you were going to say a young Thai uh, rich coconut. coconut. Oh, <laughs> Young Thai yeah, coconut? That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> oh, I man. No, dang. That's my favorite uh, snack, yes. but snack meaning... Treat I like to eat at work, yes. not snack meeting like tasty man who's. Oh, I wasn't I going that far, but okay, I apologize. Gotcha. Thank you for doing the show. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug? You know, honestly, just myself. Okay. Find 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 my content and uh, please support my content. Find um, your your place is still on Airbnb. 
Uh, well, I do. I I don't want to say this because in case my landlords are listening, but I do have a friend who's moving into that extra bedroom for a little while. God, I really hope they don't know my voice. <laughs> um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna forward this to our landlord, right? Okay, please don't actually forward <laughs> this to my landlord. They'll be really bad. Thank you for spending time with us this evening. Thank you for spending time with me. Have a blessed journey throughout the rest Ladies of the Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Julia Weiss. ER is a Colin. That thing people say about the hit television show ER. Huh? Namaste. 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 Yes. <laughs> I there's got I mean Eric LaSalle's doing like Tai Chi in the intro, right? Kind he of. He's doing Yeah, he? he's got to meditate. There's no There's no way. He's it, a vegan? And, and the character in the show is a vegan? Is that the first mainstream vegan character on television? Vegan? Eric LaSalle, his, his gimmick was he's mean to Noah Wiley but correct about everything, right? That right. was the gimmick? Just Noah Wiley, grow the fuck up. Stop murdering people on accident, right? Yeah. That's right. Oh, no, we can all grow in our journey like we're doing on tonight's show. Our next man is also specializing in bubbles. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Charles Davis, everybody. Charles, come to the area that is a stage. We're going to talk about not LaCroix, but it's like LaCroix. You know how much time it takes to walk to the stage. I'd like to appreciate you for going as slow as possible. So thank you for doing that, Charles. How are you, sir? Good. How are you doing today? I'm fine. Uh, you have another cool job, but it's very different than writing. Yes, very What different. is your cool job? Uh, I make hard cider for a living. And hard cider is an alcoholic beverage? Yes. Okay, do you worry about influencing alcoholism? No. Okay, good, that's great. I'm glad that you don't <laughs> feel responsible for the millions of people that enjoy alcoholic beverages that shouldn't be drinking. Uh -huh. You're not taking responsibility for the poison that you put into the world. No. Good job. I completely agree with you. Everyone has their own options to do whatever they want. We live in a laissez-faire society. I don't think that's I'm using any of these words correctly. I'm just trying to say con controversial shit to make you feel both comfortable and uncomfortable at the same time. Laissez-faire is an okay word to use. Thank I you. believe in people having the ability to make a choice. And that's a new thing because you probably couldn't have made the choice to do what you're doing in Chicago 15 years ago. Um, or, what do you mean by that? You couldn't own a cidery in the city proper probably 20 years ago, 15 years ago. It would be a lot more difficult than it is now. Um, I'm not sure about that. Play along, buddy. Okay. Yes, you're right. <laughs> what is the name of your cidery? My, the name of my cidery is Right B Cider. I get it, but it took a while for me to understand the gimmick, and I feel very stupid, because you, you gave me a wonderful sticker the last time I saw you, and I didn't connect the B on it until I read it out loud. Yes, right. It sounds like right beside her. Yes. It's the same cider made for my wife when we first met. That is adorable. Aww. Did you meet in the ER? <laughs> no, or with but Eric my wife LaSalle. is a cardiac nurse. Your wife is a cardiac nurse? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, whose job is harder, your wife who's saving people's lives or you making products that make people happy? <laughs> Definitely my wife's job. Okay. Uh, does your wife drink the cider still? Yes. Okay, that's very nice. That's very nice. But only on occasion. Why only and on not at work? Why only on occasion? <laughs> Why doesn't your wife, who is a nurse, drink at work? Explain. Um, because she's uh, programming people's pacemakers and ICDs oh. that uh, keep their hearts ticking. So. Um, yeah. So you don't want to spill in there. That's, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. You don't yeah. want to live hard and fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, because she needs to make money because somebody has to. I understand completely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my, my wife is better than me. Moving on. Okay, yeah. uh, back to your cool wife. Uh, does she like what you do? Yes. She also helps with, she is a co-founder, co-owner of the business, mm -hmm. 
and does a lot for the business as well. So why do this? It seems very difficult. <laughs> it is. Um, it's all I've ever done. My first job out of college was uh, working for Pat's Brewing Company. I was a marketing intern. I uh, helped do data mining and um, put together presentations for uh, uh, Schlitz and Primo beer. It seems a lot easier to work for somebody than to start your own thing. Yes. Why didn't you take the easy way out? Well, so, because <laughs> I'm <laughs> stubborn as hell, that's okay. why. Uh, so I got, um, basically my contract didn't get extended from Pabst because the company got sold. And at the time I was like, oh, I'm gonna show them, I'm gonna start my own business. So and is the goal to get bought out by Pabst? No. Okay, <laughs> curveball, okay. No, I mean, the, the goal is to start, is to support my family and, and be and Ugh, What a reasonable, boring goal. Boring. Okay, so. Were you uh, always into cider? No, so, um, so I, after, after Pabst, I, I realized I wanted to start my own brewing company, but I had no idea how to start a brewery, how much the equipment costs, how to use the equipment. Did you anything. do it at home? Like, were you a home no. brewer? No. Oh, okay. So what I did was <laughs> I was like, I, I mean, if I want to start my own business, I figured, like, brewing it at home isn't really going to do me any good, so I need to work in a brewery. So I got a job in a brewery. What brewery? It was Crown Brewing in Crown Point, Indiana. Okay. Northwest Indiana. And um, I wanted it so badly that I accepted basically, I mean, I accepted minimum wage. And it was part-time, and then I got to work in the bar as well. Um, you got to work in Crown Point, Indiana. Lucky what me. a lucky guy. And I, I had to commute from my parents' house, which I grew up on the northwest side of Chicago. So you're the um, one guy that actually grew up in Chicago going to Crown Point, Indiana. Yeah, all my <laughs> friends were like, don't do that. Yeah, you're yeah. making the opposite journey yes. they're making. Okay. So I, and I, and I wanted it so badly that some, some nights I would close the bar, and then the brewmaster wanted to start at, you know, 5 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I would close the bar. I got permission from the owners to sleep in the office on an air mattress overnight. I would, you know, basically splash some water in my face in the morning and then brew all day. And you enjoyed um, this process? I loved it. That's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. So you really tested out if you actually like this nightmare of a life. That, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, I do have an appreciation for extremely hard work, and the one thing I wanted to be sure of before I started this business was that I, that I loved doing it because I knew it was going to be hard. When did you actually start the cidery? We started it three and a half years ago at the end of 2014. Uh, I now see your, uh, not posters, but like banners and stuff like that when they're specials for your stuff. How long did it take to get uh, to a place where it was easy to get your product in stores? Is it even easy to get your product in stores? It's easier now. Sure. Um, it took a couple years, and it's, it's still hard to really get people to take us seriously. Sure. Why? I think because there's so much out there, people are like, oh, another brewery. It's like, well, first of all, asshole, I don't make beer. Yeah. I make cider. And second of all, you know, we've been working at this for a very long time. So, does is it a law to have a beer to own a brewery or a cidery? I'm sorry? What? Okay. Um, <laughs> Who's? What? Do you, you're a lot thinner than most of the brewers I've uh, met. Yeah. Uh, is that because you're selling cider and not beer? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, no, I don't know. This has always been my 
I don't know. My your, your uh, physique. My physique. That's um, cool. Do you work out? I do. I I try to take care of myself. What do you do? What's your routine? Um, well, I work a lot. Okay. And that uh, I spend a lot of time on my feet. We move kegs around, uh, stack boxes. Um, but I also, you know, do some. <laughs> Come on. Do some uh some light uh you know. Cardio, Wait, lifting. What yeah. are you doing here? I need to know the yeah. routine. So uh, free weight training. Free weight training. Know, that sort of thing. Well, how many reps of what do you do? Uh, God. <laughs> Let's break it down. <laughs> well, a lot of body weight stuff. Okay. You know? Okay. And, you know, do I, you ever do leg days? I'm guessing no. Yes. You all do the time. do leg days. Actually, most of the time, the, I never. I actually, every day is leg day. Every day. It's a motto to live by, man. Every day is no, leg it's day. Not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Leg days are for suckers. I, <laughs> I kid. I kid. Okay. Uh, Where is your brewery um, or cidery? Thank you for yes. making this, <laughs> that wonderful distinction. Um, it's uh, just west of Logan Square and Hermosa. So it's at uh, Armitage and Costner. We're actually in the old Schwinn bike manufacturing building really? on Costner Ooh. Avenue. It's a really cool old building with the sawtooth roof and everything. What is a sawtooth roof? I feel um, real dumb. I don't know what that means. Okay. I, I want to learn. So uh, you've probably seen one. It's uh, the roof goes straight up. Yes. And then kind of down on a 45-degree angle. And the 45-degree angle has uh, sky skylights, like the, mm. the windows. So okay. The, the ceilings are about 35 feet high, and they have skylights on them. And uh, once upon a time, those windows used to open and close. Are you going to need to expand, or is your spot good? Uh, the spot is good. We rent about... 5,000 square feet in a 150,000 square foot warehouse. And there are very few tenants in that 150,000 square foot warehouse. Do you ever roller skate around in the warehouse? On Schwinn um, bikes? Yeah. Do you yeah. ever ride Schwinn <laughs> bikes around? Yeah, we have bikes. We have a, we have a hand jack, which, uh, sorry, I don't know if any from, do you have any fans from OSHA that? that no. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Fuck yeah, we, OSHA. We ride around on our, our hand jack, you know, kind of like a, in a skateboard really? fashion. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. That sounds very difficult. Well, I mean, there's only... Have you ever busted open your knee and had to go to an ER and treated by a man who is very nice that's 55 years old? Is he also very good looking? He's also very good looking. Name Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> He'll stay with you before and after your procedure. Uh, I'm a beer fan. What do you tell you to convince me to try your cider? I would say that our cider is uh, still nice and full-bodied. It's unfiltered, and it is really well-balanced. So people who normally kind of veer away from cider say, I don't drink cider because it's too sweet. Well, our cider is not sweet. It's nice and balanced. It's low in sugar, and it's delicious. I'm a big cocktail person. What do you say? The same spiel, or do you have a specific pitch for me? I would say you could try our cider in a cocktail. Oh, <laughs> like what? What does it um, mix well with? Sure. So you could take our semi-dry cider, which I brought some for you. As Thank well. you so much. Yeah. Um, you could try semi-dry cider. Maybe throw a little bit of lime, some mint, maybe some ginger, some gin works oh. well in it. I don't know mm -hmm. if you like gin. Why did you give the spirit last? You trying to hide it? Sorry, um, I'm just being a dick. I'm trying to be, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be a dick. Do you have any plans for a, a tap room or anything? Yeah, thank you so much for asking and helping me promote my own business, which <laughs> I should be doing. Um, yeah, we no, have it's a, all about your leg Tell us. That's yeah. all tell we're us the plans. Sorry, I was distracted by all the good-looking doctors you have put in my head. Um, so we are opening a tap room. Uh, we are in the process of submitting paperwork to the city right now. 
So hopefully we get that into the city in the next couple of weeks. By the end of the year, hopefully we'll have our our tap room up and running. That's so exciting stuff. The man. same place or yes, at at our Very building nice. on on Costner Avenue uh, on Costner Avenue between Armitage and North Avenue. Uh, ample parking. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hell so yeah. So it's the wild wild west. It's, Can I it's park my hand jack or what is it? Yes. What do you ride? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. The answer is yes. You got any bikes? Spots for bikes. You can, you can bring your bike in the warehouse, park it right in, right inside. Really? So you're oh, gonna yeah. have indoor bike valet. That's gonna be one of the things you're known for. <laughs> sure, yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll even have tickets. You know, you can check it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Thank you. Is, there's no end for you, right? This is just this never ends. I hope not. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's not a nightmare. Sisyphusian. I can't say the word. Sisyphus. No, I just have no, I have no other, I really have no other option. Like, this is all I've set out to do, and if this doesn't work, then I really don't know what else I'm going to You could go do. back to Crown Point, Indiana. That's true. That's true. The cost of living is very, very nice. There's a reason. Okay. Uh, people could find your cider where? You can find our cider at your, probably your local independent liquor store. The closest one to here is Vos Formos. Mm -hmm. But you can also find it at Binnie's, Whole Foods, Jewel, Trader Joe's, Treasure Island, that's a lot. That's really impressive. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. I don't want your life, and I'm glad you have your life. Well, come by and visit me sometime, and at least help me out a little bit. You do I'm some leg days that. with it. Why, why would I come to help you out? <laughs> well, help me drink the cider. How about that? Yeah, that's what I'll help with, <laughs> drinking your product. And you'll refer to it as help because you're so fucking nice. And that wasn't sarcasm. You're really, really nice. Oh, thank you. So are you. No, I'm not. Okay. Thank you so much, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Please put your hands together for Charlie Davis, everybody. Charlie. Thank you. I just realized you have the same uh, fucking name as the guy from... What's Charlie? Charlie Day? Mm -hmm. is, is Charlie Day. Charlie Day. That's it. I apologize. Mm -hmm. I don't apologize for making that comparison. That was definitely intentional. But yeah, you look like him in a good way. Right. He's, the, he's the most successful one of the entire show. I like how I'm now doing post-interviews with people no longer on mic. That's mm -hmm. now the theme of the show. <laughs> no, he's just now, you can keep walking away. Confused. This is your punishment for taking as long as possible getting to the stage. Now I will say nice things about you while you walk away. I think it's incredibly difficult to do what you do, and the fact that you've had it in that many stores in that amount of time is so, so impressive. Um, and then I have a feeling once you gain 100 pounds, you're going to switch just to IPAs. No more ciders for you, just IPAs, and you'll fit right in. Congratulations. I thank you for doing the show. Coming stage, a very funny human being. I'm glad she's on the show for the very first time. Wait for that box to go in there. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for Soto Lagoa, everybody. So, this microphone is yours, and so is this stand. You could do whatever you want. Here you go. I, di I didn't know what was going on with that pause. I was like, ooh, drama. I thought you were waiting to make sure I was in the room or something. What's going on, Logan Square? Let's talk about LaCroix and ER. That is the whitest shit ever, dude. Goddamn. Uh, you guys like immigrants? Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. See you later, mom and dad. <laughs> Ice cream for dinner up top. What kind of brown are you, my beautiful friend? Uh, Mexican, Guatemalan, Chinese. Oh, Mexican, Guatemalan, Chinese? Y'all need to step your game up, okay? I'm just regular Indian. My mom and dad are both Indian, and I'm like, oh, that's like boring now. Also, my sister is way more racially ambiguous than me, and for some reason, I get like really jealous about it. 
white people just enjoy, just enjoy. <laughs> Just enjoy my experience, right? Like, people will be like, to my sister, they're like, oh my God, you look like you could be like Spanish or Argentinian or from Iran. And I'm like, what about me? Like, nah, bitch, you hella Indian. You look Indian as fuck. And for some reason, I get like competitive about it. That's just my competitive nature, you know? I don't know if you guys can tell by my physique. I'm actually a trained uh, athlete. I know you're all intimidated into silence, good. Uh, four years of competitive high school badminton. I challenge any of you, I challenge, yeah, it was nuts. I went to, I had a very um, intense upbringing in a very far away exotic land called the greater Chicagoland area. <laughs> He's heard of it, the suburbs, if you will. And our fucking high school badminton coach, Coach Stevens, was the boys wrestling and football coach. He got fired from the football team because he was being abusive to the football team. And then he got fired from the wrestling because he showed up drunk to wrestling meets. So they were like, we have a solution. You are the girls badminton coach. <laughs> God bless America. Oh my God. And then it turned into this like really fucked up version of a league of their own. And he's like yelling at everybody. He's like, there's no crying in badminton. There's no crying in badminton. And he made every single person on that team cry, except for me, because I'm a tough ass bitch. Yes, you can clap for my toughness. Oh, okay, thank you. He's like, is that a real clap? And because I was far too high in most of high school to be crying over high school badminton. <laughs> it's not that deep, dude. He's like, it's not winning the silver. It's losing the gold. <laughs> this is not the Olympics. Not even close. We're 15-year-old girls, dude. You need to work it out with your ex-wife. <laughs> God damn. So anyway, I got this real competitive spirit which is cool, a lot of bullying growing up. You know, that's why I'm a tough ass bitch. Not that it stops, you know? Like, I went to, I went to college, that was worth it, obviously, uh, in a little place called Indiana. Okay, some claps for Indiana, you can stop. You don't have to go <laughs> laugh for Indiana. You know it's time to get out of Indiana when your best friend and roommate, best friend of three years, roommate for one of those years, he's like, so, what kind of Indian are you? And I'm like, you mean like northern or southern Indian? And he goes, I don't know, is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a thing. You guys, that's a thing. I am northern Indian. And my boy Adam's like, okay. Tight, 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 tight. So are you like, are you like Cherokee? We've taken mushrooms together, dude. <laughs> You've met my parents! Did you think that was a Cherokee accent? <laughs> what in the many fucks? I'm actually living uh, with bullies right now. They are, in fact, my mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dope. It's real, it's a very expressive environment. A lot of yelling, you know, fighting is a love language. 
So is body shaming in brown culture, right? She can, you know, <laughs> clapping. Shit is so real, oh my God. And now, like we went, we had, we watched a movie the other night, which if you're Indian, we call a cinema night. We're having a cinema night. And we're watching uh, Hidden Figures. You guys know this movie? Come on, Logan Square. <laughs> Better fucking know Hidden Figures. How woke are you? Have you seen Hidden Figures? It's a story of three African-American women that helped send the first American white male into space, right? My dad, the professor, is getting very emotional watching the movie, right? He's like, <laughs> they overcame such obstacle. <laughs> you can do anything. I'm like, wow, thanks, Dad, for the support while we're watching a movie. Dudes love feeling their feelings during movies, don't they? Not in real life situations, though. Oh my God. I was on my period recently. That was fun. We call it the red tent time. And Dad's like, Are you going to be misbehaving now? Please, next time one of your girls is on her period, be like, oh shit, bitch, be misbehaving right now. It's like, no, I'm in physical pain, what the fuck? But anyway, so he's a little bit of a dick when I'm actually in physical pain, but when we're watching a movie, he's very supportive, super cool, super woke, feminist, dad, right? And he's like loving this movie. He's an engineer also, so it's very, very emotional for him. It's like they're the daughters that he wish that he had. You know, and I mean, like, being a feminist in brown families basically means you didn't have any sons. So you're like, I will raise my daughters to be strong, independent, like men. <laughs> I was the insensitive one. Jesus Christ, I'm a huge asshole. But anyway, I'm very tough. And anyway, Dad's watching the movie. He's getting very emotional. My mom is not a feminist. Yeah, shake it up for my mom. She is the oppressor. She's just watching the movie, getting mad. Watching the movie, she's like, no one will marry them. Are we watching the same movie? One of the main characters falls in love and gets married. To which my mom says, that's some Disney bullshit. I told that story, not a joke, story, with her in the audience recently, and I was a little bit nervous. I was like, oh, she, she doesn't know that I'm telling people about her. I'm outing her. And she started clapping for herself <laughs> and was introducing herself after the show. She's like, this is the professor, I am the oppressor. Nice to meet you. Oh, that bitch be trying to oppress me. She's I'm 34 years old. I'm an adult woman. And you guys know the saying, right? Black don't crack, Asian don't raisin. That's our saying. I'm like, still, still, still. I'm like, mom, you know, I'm got some shit on Netflix, some old thing. And she's like, you can still be a dentist. Like, why are you whispering? Why are you doing this weird, creepy whispering? Oh my God. It's fun though, comedy is such a dope time to be out here. Ladies, fucking get out there. Dudes are fucking terrified of us. I'm telling you, one bloody tampon could lead the revolution. We could just go through a crowd of men, they'd be like, yeah! Such a fun time. I mean, and the, the, the brown thing is, is a part of my being. You know, I was at a party recently. You guys like to party? <laughs> relatable, relatable. I was at a party. 
And this girl comes up to me, you know, blonde girl number eight. And she's like, Sonal, I've been meaning to ask you. Are you like first generation, second generation? And my boy Rich cuts in, and he's like, she's got an iPhone 7. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, a, that's an ally, dog. That's my boy. All right, you guys, my name's Sonal Agrawal. I'm going to sit down now. You guys so have been so fun. Thank you for doing the show. Oh, yeah, dude. What suburb are you from? Uh, Willowbrook. Yeah, cool. Silence. That's <laughs> yeah, I don't That's North? Southwest. South, Southwest. Fantastic. What high school? Uh, Hinsdale Central. Go what, Red Devils. Were you really the Red Devils? Yeah. That's a fun one. There's like a whole PTA or something that get together every year to complain about how offensive the mascot is. Yeah. But I mean that they—they're just talking into echo chamber. I think that's great. Having Ritz crackers, probably. We went to DePaul. They're the Blue Demons. Mm -hmm. It's a Catholic university, so they're sad and evil. It doesn't make any sense. I love it completely. Uh, where'd you go? To, you said uh, Indiana, so Indiana University, Purdue. We're in Indiana. Uh, Beat town. I was a Hoosier for a couple of years, and then I transferred back so I could study abroad for my senior year, and it was way cheaper. Hustle that education system, kind of. No, they hustled me, but anyway. How long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, I mean, I've been a funny person forever. It's, it's a blessing and a curse. Sometimes it's inappropriate. But I've been officially doing stand-up in uh, the city of Chicago since 2015. Was it 2016? Uh, what made you get started? Because most people start a lot younger. Uh, I, have, I left the country after college, and I was traveling for a long time. I was at MC at festivals and you know, a fire dancer and shit, you know, typical. I was not an accountant or a lawyer, which I feel like is often the case. How, how did you get into Indian fire movies. dancing? I just saw some people doing it, and I was like, oh, sick. And they're like, here you go. You know, most people that have seen fire dancing have seen people do it, and they don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? What, what like... There's lots of I take way more mushrooms. Than okay, okay. Person. So we've established that she doesn't like painkillers and Xanax and things like that. Do you like painkillers and Xanax and things like that? No, I mean I'm like, oh, I love you, pain. Fuck yeah, I'm alive right now. Yeah, no, I'm I'm into I'm into pain. Okay, so if you had to do painkillers or booze, which one would you pick? Painkillers? Yeah, I yeah. I mean, okay. I don't know. I'm not a big booze head. I'll roll a big fat spliff if y'all got some weed. Let's okay, so you're more weed than anything else. Yeah. Okay. I need to dull the intensity of awareness. I okay. don't need to like make myself more comfortable in social settings. I already make everyone but if someone else but uncomfortable. But if, if someone offers settings. you Coke, are you going to take it? Oh, no. Ew, 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 ew. No. Ugh. I don't like that nasal drip. Uh, the only thing that should go in your nose is a neti pot, nasal irrigation system. <laughs> I expect you all to know what that is. And your parents see you perform, which means they can't hate it that much. No, the, I mean, you know, the, we got disease. Before he got me too, like they know that there's like a career path in it, you know? Okay. So. I mean, I have an agent now, so they're like, okay, this sounds like she's doing this for real. And it's making home life better. Yeah, yeah. We're like, I mean, they, my mom was at a party recently, and one of like her baller, the baller uncle friends, who he got into Facebook money like way back in the day when Facebook was still was like just popping off. And then he started with Bitcoin. And the dude's got a fucking elevator in his house. Oh, he's so annoying. He's a very nice guy also. I wish he was a huge asshole. It would make it easier to dislike him. But he asked my mom, he's like, so what's Sonal up to? And she's like, oh, she's doing stand-up comedy. And he goes, and you've made peace with this? 
And she said, I choose to love my daughter, which is an incredible answer because love is a choice and you got to do the work, you got to show up for the work and it's way easier to just be like, fuck you, I'm leaving the country for 10 years. And now we have fights. We just had a fight recently. She hadn't seen me in a couple of days and she was really upset because my skin had gotten darker. There is some really deeply internalized, white supremacy is a global phenomenon. So if you think racism isn't real, tell your dads and uncles that voted for Trump that that is not true. It is a global thing. And it's like, yeah, it's, fuck, it's fucking crazy. So she got really upset and I was like, I'm gonna leave the country for another 10 years. And then she texted me the next morning like, I wish I was blind. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know, I don't know. She, it's insane, but we love each other. I choose, I have my mantras, you know, I'm like, um, I appreciate it, that's really helpful. When next time somebody's coming at you with like the most useless bullshit ever, you know, just receive with love. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, go fuck yourself. I appreciate it. You know, and also this is not annoying, that's a very good mantra. You know, and Ma's like, why do you look so dark? You look so fucking dark, you can't go out in the sun. You're like, this is not annoying, this is not annoying, this is not annoying. See what I'm saying, see what I'm saying? You guys need to try that. Okay. I don't know how to respond to any of that. Because <laughs> that is not my place, and I know my role. Do you know who The Rock is? Yeah, Dwayne. Yeah, do you think he should run for office? I don't, I don't care. Well, the answer is yes. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the very funny Soto Lagawa, everybody. Thank you, Soto. Vivian, who goes... Follow me on the gram. Well, never reveal what the gram is, though. <laughs> Just, <laughs> it's a mystery. She's coming to the stage right now, uh, Vivian, but uh, she goes by VP Lightbody, and she's got a very gorgeous album that I've been enjoying quite a bit. It's available on Spotify, which means she will make zero money from this. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few questions, then you're going to play, and Esmeralda and I will leave the stage. Is that okay? Okay, cool. Yes, you can leave that here. We both have field notes, notebooks, because we're doing a podcast in front of people in Logan Square in 2018, so that's the law we have to follow. Uh, and we have also had a bearded man that works in a cidery, so I get it. We're, uh, we're establishing... Thanks for bringing on the lights. It's, uh, we got 10 more minutes. Okay, great. Uh, I've been a dick, and I'd like to apologize to the staff of The Whistler. They've been nothing but helpful, and it's very weird to do the show in the light. Anybody, but it's light outside. I'm going to cut all that because I was waiting for her to set up the mic. How are you, Vivian, or would you prefer Vivi? Doesn't matter. Fantastic. Uh, I like your music because it's slow-ish, and it's very quiet, and I think it takes a lot more talent to make slow, quiet music than it takes to make loud, fast music. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, do you want to just play some songs right now? I think that was a solid interview. <laughs> no, I'm being a dick. I'm being a dick. I mean, you were at Pitchfork, too. Yeah. Did you have an okay time? Yeah, definitely. I mean, just a lot of friends. A lot sure. of friends, and my voice is really tired just from chatting. Do you know the hit television show Cheers? I do. <laughs> Great. Does it feel like you know everyone's yes. name there? Yeah. yeah, a lot of familiar strangers at the Pitchfork <laughs> yeah. Music Festival. Yeah, absolutely. Do you feel, t I don't need to know your age, but I'm 35 and I did not feel too old at the Pitchfork Music Festival. I did not feel too old. Yeah. That's kind of nice and weird, right? Yeah. There's not, no flower crowns. Yeah. No flower crowns. That's nice. And like, only like a little bit of bullshit. What kind of bullshit did you encounter? Like, there was like a, a really awesome... Uh, free improvised group from New York called Irreversible Entanglements, mm -hmm. who's playing tonight at mm -hmm. Constellation. And I just saw, like, I don't know, just, like, some white kids just, like, dancing and, like, losing. I mean, it's good. I think you can lose yourself to free music, but it was, like, it felt, like, disrespectful, but I'd also just had a beer and an iced coffee in, like, a 15-minute span, so it was kind of, like, 
Maybe it was me. And that's why maybe I, I was being disrespectful. See, I think I was being the most respectful to all the musicians there because I refused to pay attention to any of their sets and they just drank the whole time. So I think that's the real the best yeah. way to approach music right. as an adult. Yeah. Uh, I've yet to just ignore you completely and drink to your music. I've just enjoyed it in headphones. Uh, you make good headphone music. Is that an offensive thing to say to someone? No, okay, I cool. I would prefer that. I think people listen in earbuds and Mac or MacBook. Well, it's Logan Square. Everybody, has, um, everybody listens to laptop speakers and, um, or I don't know, off their phone. Like sometimes I'll be like at somebody's house and they're like, check out this song. And like they press play on their phone. And I was like, I don't want to listen to this song out of your phone speakers. Like I'm going to instantly, it Hear makes me, me mad. What if it's a song by the hit band The Doors? <laughs> Callback, everybody. It's a callback. How do I look? See, right? It hides the tum. It like, hides the tum tum. <laughs> it's so <laughs> silly and stupid. Um, I don't know. Like the doors are fine. I feel like are I'm they? Just, they're fine. Just fine. I don't think fine is also. I don't think fine is a compliment. Is fine a compliment? It depends. I would say no. If you call something fine, you're like hiding the truth. <laughs> That's good to know. Uh, don't know how to follow that up, and I think it's a wonderful <laughs> way to transition into your set. Do you want people to listen to your album on Spotify, or is that uh, yeah, I mean, a necessary evil? I, I think that's fine. If you're going to listen on Spotify, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, just put it on a playlist and, and tell all your friends, because I think I, I listen to Spotify, but if you're really going to support me, then you go to my band camp, um, or you come to a show. If you live in Chicago, and you are ha you have a show coming up where at Talia Hall, August twenty fifth, opening for Ohm, who's a, my best friends and a killer duo trio. And you just offended one member of that band. I know. Well, it's like they're the face, and then they have a drummer who's also my drummer. You just offended your own drummer. I know, Matt. Love you. <laughs> Clearly, um, you are only yeah, but it's okay. it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be great. So be there if you can. Uh, I'm excited for you to play some songs now. Esmeralda and I are going to leave the stage, if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be a little awkward in here while you set up, because there's always the 30 seconds of, like, what should we do? It's we fine. Talk, I've done talk, this you know. before, yeah, no, when it's like, you guys can talk, and yeah. then we're, I'll set up, and then you'll stop talking. You shut the fuck or, up! Because yeah. she's going to perform, and it's going to be delightful. <laughs> are you okay? I feel good. Thanks for doing this. I'm going to do this. <laughs>
Chris, I have a tickle in my throat. This is an emergency. No, this is a bad one. Joking, you're like, 
no, I just had like this thing in my throat and that was me in that. So thank you for living through that with me. Um, I just was chatting a lot this weekend, chat, chat all day. Um, I'm gonna play a couple songs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just released a record um, called Bathing Peach and I'm gonna play a couple more off of that. Um, I'm gonna play this song called um, Jawbones, which is about, I grew up in a super small town um, in Dixon, Illinois. There's a new documentary about um, a woman who sold $53 million from our government over 20 years and then like started a horse breeding empire. Super fucking crazy. And Ronald Reagan lived there. So it's a bad place to grow up. And the first time I was 21 and able to go into the bars, I was like, oh, I'm gonna see so many, so many people who still live in the small town, like whatever, bless their hearts. But um, I just like saw all these guys who like I was attracted to in high school. And then I was like, watching them and they were, I don't know, everybody was like red. I think I was really drunk, but everybody was like really red and like hitting on me and it was like, this is too much. You guys peaked in high school. I maybe even haven't peaked yet. This is a lot. <laughs> so um, this is about that experience of going back to your hometown and feeling a lot of things. By the way, I get red when I drink beer now, so I relate to them. <laughs> And I've 
I'm working on that act, maybe. So, but yeah, um, come to Talia Hall on August 25th. It's gonna be a super special night. Um, and listen to my record if you can. This is a song um, on the record called Fig Leaves. And it's a breakup song, and the whole record is a breakup record, because I only write songs when I'm sad, so. Thank you for having me. You guys are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Cool. And this one. Just kidding, this is a Doors, Doors cover. Come on, come on, come on now, touch. Just kidding.
Can you see that I am not afraid? How many times do you think people have touched him? He's like, oh, I'm afraid. What the fuck is that about? He's clearly afraid of touching other people or else he wouldn't write that song. You know what I've ever thought of? Oh, I'm afraid to get touched. Why am I going to sing about it? No, he's a liar. That's the problem with Jim Morrison, everybody. Here's another thing about it. That kind of, Come on, what the fuck? You know how you, someone's, you know how someone uh, is uh, ripped or not? They stand up straight and tall and you figure it out. That's how. This is lying. You're lying. The only person that should ever look like this is Michael Jordan on that iconic poster. Everyone else could fuck off. Number two, and the thing that I actually wanted to talk about mostly tonight is how Val Kilmer has superseded Jim Morrison and Batman and has turned into like this really cool dude that's on the right side of history and bloated all of the time from joy. You know what I mean? Like, would you rather have sex with current day Val Kilmer <laughs> or the Val Kilmer he was portraying in The Doors? Oh, uh, wow. I mean, I feel like Val Kilmer kind of looks like my dad, so neither. Touche. So your dad also <laughs> looks like Jim Morrison. Not, no. Well, oh. Do your parents like your music, or is it like way too personal for them to hear? No, they love it. That's they nice. like it because it's soft. It's <laughs> soft. Oh. It's so nice. What though. if I brought you up with, she's a real soft musician, everybody, <laughs> and she is not afraid to touch. Um, I really enjoy that. Thank you so much. People can find that album, like I said, on Spotify and Bandcamp is where we actually make money. August 25th. August 25th. At Talia Hall. That'll be a very good show. Yeah. With uh, two-thirds of a very important band. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one will be doing double duty that night. Yeah. Thanks for doing the show. Thank you for having me. You're very, very talented, and I'm glad that you have now done this show. Thanks to everyone at the Whistler. Thanks to everyone that came out. I think we could all agree that Jim Morrison is a weird dude that got overrated. <laughs> right time, right place. He was not not handsome. Wait, but I'm not crazy. What What's his keyboard? The Rayman keyboard. Rayman Zarek? Yeah, he's way better. Okay, yes, it's fun to think of like, oh, the Doors were way better without Rayman Zarek. At Woodstock 99, <laughs> the Doors performed with the lead singer of Creed, as The Doors 2000, look it up, everybody. Fuck The Doors. That guy's a DePaul graduate. Thanks for coming, everybody, and have a wonderful night. <laughs>